All right. So that was a powerful talk from Brendan Bouchard on how to become unstoppable. And we'll go ahead and kick the morning off this morning with Tay because he is being unstoppable dad. Well, we lost Tay. Where'd he go? There he is. Because he's being unstoppable dad. And we, we've got all the cuteness on the screen. So we just need to keep that going. Yeah, she's actually waiting on mom right now. She don't like <laughs> being confined to this office. <laughs> I think uh, I think it was so good. I think it was good for me because he talked about a lot of... <clears throat> yeah, baby. Yeah, she's coming. You want to go get her? He talked about a lot of things that a lot of us don't like to talk about. And the one he talked about mortality. And um, I know that's a, a difficult subject to talk about. Okay, baby. Okay, baby. Come here. Yeah, she's kind of mad right now. But he talked about a difficult subject. I think it's hard to talk about because it's seeing the end from the beginning. It's talking about, Riley, come get it, buddy. Okay, now we'll get it. <clears throat> yeah, so I think that's kind of difficult to talk about because you, you have to see the end of the picture and understand that life has to end at some point. And I think once you start to address those areas, I think it, it, it almost... Focus, focus, it challenges you to focus on the legacy instead of your image. You kind of see the bigger picture and things of what you want to leave behind uh, for those who you really want to make an impact for. Uh, so I think starting out, the first thing that he said at the beginning that I, I love, and I love how he kind of snuck it in there and kind of shifted away from it because it kind of got everybody's minds right at the beginning. He said, everything starts with mindset. And that was the first thing that I wrote down because I, for me, I understand like if, you're, if, you're mind, if your mind isn't open, or you are, or you aren't open to change, or willing to make the necessary changes. Then, no matter what somebody tell you to do, no matter what you read, no matter what you uh, want to do, you're not gonna do it because your mind is set in a in a certain type of way, and you aren't gonna be open for that change. So you have to set your mind to be prepared to take the steps to do the things that you want to do uh, in order to change your life. The second thing he said, set your intentions, uh, and I love setting your intentions, but along with those intentions, you need action uh, because we all heard before, like intentions without action is only a hope and a dream. Uh, so when you set your intentions, you gotta put those actions behind it. So that'll move you forward and that'll move you toward the things that you want to do. Uh, I, I, we talked about it before and I think it was called, uh, it was, uh, uh, I won't go into it. It was something about uh, the, when you have the intentions plus the action, the, uh, the level of focus that it gives you and that level of drive that it have you, it, it, it almost is like creating that tunnel vision for something that you want and you're moving toward it. So. Uh, the third thing I, I was talking about before he talked about uh, the mortality motivation, uh, realizing that life has to end. And I think if we're being honest, then that will motivate a lot of people to do a lot of things that we have on our bucket list. Uh, I was watching uh, Joe, you and Steph, man, me and my wife was like, we need to do something like we aren't living our life because you guys, look, you just look like you was having so much fun. Like it was almost like you just in the moment, just enjoy yourself. And we realize like that's the beauty of this company, this business that we have, like it gives us the freedom to do these things. Like we aren't tied down to just live a life that we have to get up and go to a nine to five job and, and just work from office and just wait to the end of our life to enjoy these things. We have the opportunity and the freedom to do these things now. So that was just a reminder that, you know, sometimes we, we think we're stuck in a place. It's not that we're stuck. It's just that we're choosing that place. Like we have options to do the things that we want to do, but we fear uh, doing these things because we feel like, you know, if we aren't worthy sometimes or we feel like we just can't do these things when that's not the truth of the matter. Like I said, when you realize that life ends, 
you'll start to do a lot of things that you normally wouldn't do. And I think we just have to have to have that mindset uh, when it comes to like uh, what we want to do as far as our legacy, our hopes, our dreams and things like that. Uh, and the fourth thing that I, I wrote down that I love that he said, he said under the struggle. And I think that's something that uh, it isn't popular with nowadays because everybody uh, wants what Chad called, you know, this microwave success. They want to put it in, uh, in the microwave, put it on three minutes, and overnight we have we're successful like it doesn't work that way many times you have to put in work like day after day after day after week after week after month after month and just continue to build on that understanding like it's compounded like you're building up that success over time so i love when he talked about that and uh one of the things that uh when he was talking about just the struggle i did a video the other day and i said the struggle <clears throat> i said the struggle teaches you a place that you never want to return to. I think that's what a lot of people miss. They're in these these sucky situations and what they have to understand when he say like embrace it, embrace that situation because it's going to force you. It's going to challenge you to stretch and do things that you want to do. And when you do that, you are stretching yourself. You are growing yourself. You are growing outside of your comfort zone. And it's not that you don't want to go back to that place is that you no longer fit in that place, so you won't go back. So I think many times when we say embrace the struggle, understand the struggle is teaching you something about yourself. It's teaching you about a strength that you have, a faith that you have. It's teaching you about things that you have that you wouldn't have if it wasn't for struggle. So many times when we avoid the struggle, we avoid growing in faith. We avoid growing our mindset. We avoid growth in so many other areas. So we have to uh, really just take it head on and address it that way. And just the last thing I want to leave uh, with you guys, like I said, we was watching like Joe and Stephanie, like it was an adventure. I feel like I was there with you guys. Uh, that's why I saw your head and I was like, where you get that from? I watched that little trip. I didn't see you pick that up. Uh, but it just reminded me, like, we have this amazing opportunity to literally build a life worth living. Like, when I watch that, I, I don't just see, like, the vacation. I see the hard work that they do every single week. We listen to this, uh, the family call, and you hear them being the top enrollers. Like, I see that part, too. Like, that's the life that they're building. They get to do these things because they've taken the time out each and every week to do the necessary steps that line up with the hopes and dreams. This is like when we talk about the dream board, that was the dream board. But the other side of that, the action. So when we see people doing these things, understand it's not that, you know, they just get to do these things because they get to do it. Like, it's something else that comes along with it. And it's that action. And it's that dream. It's that intentions. It's that focus. It's, the, it's doing the necessary things so that you can live that life uh, that you want to live. So I think this was good in so many areas because it was one talking about a lot of things that we don't want to talk about which is Delph realizing that some things do have to end life do have to end some relationships do have to end and we have to be willing to accept that and that allows us to move on with grace and allow these things to like leave our life in a, in, a, in a way that we don't have to look back and regret it. We don't have to have hold these bad intentions toward people. We get to do that understanding like these people taught me lessons that I probably would have never learned if they weren't in my life. They let, this lesson taught me something that I probably wouldn't have learned if I didn't have to go through it. So for me, it was just about embracing everything that comes at you, understanding that it comes to help you, to help you grow, and to help you move into that next season of your life that's uh, going to allow you to continue to grow. So uh, just so much good in this today. And I'm glad to be back with you guys. Uh, I missed you guys, and you don't know it, but I was having withdrawals from this, so I'm glad that we was able to get back on this, this morning. Yeah, I felt the same way. It was like, oh, I can't wait to jump on and see everybody again and go through some great content. Uh, and and this was this was a great one um, just because of the fact that, like Tay said, it does go over stuff that people avoid and don't want to talk about. Uh, but somebody I know who doesn't avoid things and does like to talk about those things is Chad. 
So Chad, what'd you have written down? Man, I got a lot written down, but just, just so good to see you guys. And, and for everybody on here, um, I just want you to know that you have, you have talents and you have gifts that you were given and just don't be the one, don't be the one that goes to your grave and with so much unfulfilled potential. Don't do it. You know, a few things I wrote down here. One I wrote down and I, I think I love to ask questions. I, I think it's great that Brandon has those questions that he asks himself every night. And one thing I wrote down here was, are you enduring or are you enjoying life? Because so many people are enduring life. In my opinion, anybody who's living for the weekend is enduring life. They're not enjoying, they're enjoying two out of seven days when I believe we were created to enjoy seven out of seven days. So, you know, that might be someone on here right now. You might just be enduring life during that season, but let that struggle drive you towards enjoying your whole life. Because I know for me, uh, for, for decades, I didn't know it was possible because everyone around me was just enduring life. You know, I watched my father for, you know, 30, 40 years, endure life, work, 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 enjoy the weekend, work, 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 enjoy the weekend. And I think that just becomes kind of like what we call normal in America. But what we're all here to tell you is that you can actually intentionally design a life that you enjoy 24-7. I mean, I love Mondays now. You know, stock market's not open on the weekends, Joel. So, you know, Monday rolls around. I'm like, come on, baby, let's go. <laughs> so I just jotted that down. So that's a good question to ask. So are you enduring life? Are you enjoying life? I wrote down too, life is constantly drawing you to your, to your calling and destiny. It's, it's drawing you towards the things you want. And you know the things you don't want you know, the parts of life that you don't like, and you don't have, it doesn't have to stay that way. Um, and, and again, it just takes, it takes intention and it takes design. The mortality motivation, the best thing I've ever heard with this is in the book, the seven habits of highly effective people. There's one of the habits that's just begin with the end in mind. And there's a, there's a little uh, exercise that have you go through some, have you do it right now. So unless you're driving, don't do this. I'm asking you to close your eyes. So please don't if you're driving. I don't want to be responsible for anyone uh, getting in a 42 car pile up right now. So if you're not driving and if you're in a place where you can close your eyes and just imagine closing your eyes, if you are driving, but just close your eyes for a second. Just think 50, 60 years from now, you walk into a huge church, you know, that probably a couple thousand people there, right? It's a funeral and you walk up to the casket and there you are, you're in the casket. And so, you know, just kind of imagine yourself back of the room. You're kind of looking around, seeing who's there at your funeral. And you get to hear your spouse come up and your spouse talks about you. And what is your spouse saying about you? You know, what are your, what are your children saying about you? What is your pastor, if your pastor's there, saying about you? What are your uh, coworkers and your friends and the people who, who you've invested in your entire life that are closest to you? Are there a couple thousand people there or are there? 20, you know, it's, it's things we can think about. And here's what is so powerful. We can decide today. We don't have to imagine what our funeral is going to look like. We can decide today. And we already know if I were to die today, I know some things my kids would say, I know what my wife would say. And if Joel came, Tay came, I know what they would say. And it's, it's, you live life a whole different way when you're living for something larger than yourself. And the only way you're going to have a funeral with a lot of people there is if, if you live a life that's larger than yourself. And I think uh, the more we give, it's like we're giving, but we get more out of it than I think we could ever give. It comes back so much more. So 
you know, he talked about, uh, um, well, and one of the point I made when I wrote this down was when we're old and we're, you know, back in our, back in our diapers again, you know, some of you, if you make it that far, right. Maybe you won't, but if you do, we're not going to be thinking so much about the, the cars that we had and stuff. We're going to be thinking about, did I lead my family? Well, you know, did I have a good relationship with my children, with my spouse? So, you know, one thing to think about is, is, and this is just something that recently happened for me is that your spouse and your children should be your greatest investment in your whole, in your whole life. So you should be, I don't think we should uh, leave it up to teachers and leave it up to the pastors at church to, to give our children the tools. It's our job. God entrusted us with, with the babies. And so it's our job to lead them and guide them and coach them and be their number one influence. And so if you're like scared of that, that should just drive you to grow yourself where you'll be the number one influence for your children, right? I know that's what it's done for me too. Cause I used to say, Oh, the pastor will teach them this, this teachers will teach them this, these people will teach them this. And I just get to kind of make sure they get fed. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you're a new parent, you're just like, I just keep them alive. That's all I know how to do. Right. But I think as we get older and, and you know, little, we, we start to see things, it's important that we invest into our children more than we're going to invest in anyone else in our, you know, our spouse and our children. So anyway, he talked about, um, three primary drives. I'm not going to take everything away from Joel. The questions at night, did I live? Did I love? Did I matter? Uh, one great question to ask as far as business specific is if my whole team did what I did today, would anybody have made any money? That's a good question to ask, right? And if your answer is no, then well, tomorrow, what do you say? Uh, he said somewhere, tomorrow is a beautiful day or something like that. He brought that up. Um, honor the struggle. You know, that word character in the Greek, they spell it a little different. They spell it K-H-A-R-N or K-H-A-R-A-K-T-E-R. -E and it literally means instrument that engraves or chisels. So it's Karax, K-H-A-R-A-X. It's a pointed stake that's meant to scratch, scrape, and chip away. So it's this idea that if we want to grow our character and if we want to really become a better person, we it might be some struggle. It might be some pain. It might be some dying to ourselves, being humbling ourselves, letting the pride go and understanding that we don't have it all. Tay forgot to wear his construction hat today, but Tay is under construction, just like me and Joel. And we should all have construction hats on because uh, what's John wouldn't say that uh, it's, it's what you know after you learn it all that really matters. And I think we live in a, a know-it-all society. I mean, how many uh, teenagers do we know that know it all? Oh, I got one, right? <laughs> They know it all. But then you get older and, and like John Maxwell says, the older you get, the less you're certain about, but you become more certain about the few things that you're certain about. So I love that word character that just comes from the Greek word. It means chisel or the mark that's left by a chisel. Think about our scars. Think about when you're a parent, you're a mom and you go through that growing that baby and, and all that. And then, you know, you, you, a lot of people, you have scars, don't you? If you have a C-section, you have a scar there, a reminder and as our character changes, our character grows, life will mark us. Life will mark us along the way. And I promise you, you'll look back and go, wow, I'm so glad I went through that struggle because I never would have gotten here. I never would have learned the lesson if I didn't embrace the suck. I heard it said one time, Joel, that the only way to successville is to take the struggle bus. It's the only way to get there. There's no other way. If there was, I would love to know. Um, so the last one thing I'll say here is the power plant, how they generate energy. 
in a business like this, you have to be an energy generator. There's no way around. You have to, you have to be a source that's going to fill other people up. It's, it's just what we do. We're hope brokers. I mean, it's like a lighthouse. If you, if you want to kind of compare yourself to an instrument, when someone sees you, they should immediately know that you're bringing something to their life that's going to help them be a better person. That you, you, they know when they talk to you, you're going to leave them better than you found them. You're going to pour into them without even really expecting anything back in return. And the greatest leaders in network marketing all do that. They all are givers and they pour and they pour. Joel's been, I'm not, Joel and Tay and I aren't even on Joel's team. He's been pouring in us for years. Big reason by why Joel and Steph are number one. Steph pours into so many people, pour into my wife so many times, give her life, not on their team. It's because they see the big picture. The big picture is far more than a new distributor. The big picture is changing lives and as many as we can. And it works just gives us a platform where we can reach wide and far and we can change lives of people that we may never even meet and may never even know we changed their life. And that's just a, a great way to live. So I, I know I went a little long, long, Joel, but I left you at least, I did good today because I had eight points and I only talked like about four of them. So I know you're going to fill in all holes. Chad is absolutely unstoppable. Uh, so good, man. So uh, one of the first things that he said that I totally love, uh, it, it's personal development 101. He said, know your intention. He said, so many people go around life just going through life when you can actually go through life driving your life. Don't let life happen to you. You go live your life. Uh, the other important thing that he started out with is something that I want all of you to hear. God has given you the golden ticket to life. Each morning you get up, when those feet hit the floor, tell him thank you for this day. And then go out and live each day like it's your masterpiece. Uh, the first point that he was talking about was the mortality motivation. And that's why he was so serious about that is because he did have a brush with death. That changed his viewpoint on the fact that he needed to have, and we all need to have a reverence for life. He said that was the, the number one point was the reverence for life. Know that you're only here for so long. And each day that you let go by that you do not do something intentionally is a day, a day lost and a life maybe not changed. You know, we're in the life-changing business. And each day that you go by not talking to somebody is a day wasted on changing somebody else's future. He said, make sure that no matter what happens, you get knocked down, get back in the game. He said, we're all driven by three things, a drive for aliveness. We all want freedom and joy. He said, we have a need for connection. People want to be connected. They want to feel like they're a part of something. And then he said, a drive for meaningful pursuits. You know, we want to have a just cause. We want to do something that matters. We don't want to just go through life. We want to grow through life. Number two, he talks about, you know, don't forget the beauty of tomorrow. And that's kind of what Chad was touching on. The fact that 
doesn't matter what happened today. The beauty is, is that tomorrow will come and you can do something different tomorrow. If today didn't go your way, guess what? Tomorrow you have the opportunity to try again. You had 200 no's today. Guess what? Maybe you only have 100 tomorrow and you get 50 yeses. But that's the beauty of tomorrow. It's tomorrow and you'll be able to do something different than you did today. He also says, make sure that you honor the struggle. When you honor the struggle, you're basically saying that you know that it's there. You acknowledge it. It's coming. He said there's two groups, people who honor the struggle and people who bemoan the struggle. People who sit there and all they do is talk about the struggle. They complain about the struggle where the other group knows that the struggle is coming and they're talking about the outcome. They're talking about overcoming. They're talking about climbing the mountain. The struggle was placed there to see if you really care and if you really want your goal. Think about that. What did you join this business for? What is your why? We talk about that all the time. And the reason why is because we know that the struggle is going to come. We've been in this business for 12 years. Do you think we've had more than one struggle along those 12 years? We know that inevitably the struggle is going to come. So do you really care enough about what you're doing to push through that? Is your goal or your why big enough to push through it? Because avoiding struggle only gives temporary relief, but it creates long-term damage. You know, Chad said, make sure you get to the end of your life without regrets. You know, worst way to go is to have all of that unused potential. You know, one of the greatest, uh, I guess one of the greatest compliments is to be the fulfiller of your destiny. When people say, oh, you're, you're doing what you should be doing. I see this is what you're supposed to be doing. You're, you're doing what you're called to do when people tell you that. But then the opposite side of that is when people say, oh, he had so much potential. Don't be the person that leaves potential on the table. Choose just a few important things and focus on those which is absolutely great because of the fact that, you know, anybody successful at any endeavor in the world, whether it's real estate, being a parent, you know, doing internet searches, doing your business here, doing hair, doing all the things, guys, anybody that's successful at any level has boiled it down to a handful of important things that they need to do. Normally it's about a half dozen. So you look in for six things to do over and over and over again to create that success. Good news for you is you don't have to figure that out. We've already figured it out for you in this business. That is doing your steps to success, going out and networking it, talking to people, building a team. Guys, just focusing on those few things over and over and over again. Uh, one of the things that I heard today is, is the difference between linear and circular. Our business is not linear. Our business is circular. Once you complete the steps to success once, guess what? You start at the beginning again. You do the steps to success over again. And then you complete them again and guess what? You do it over again. Linear businesses, they just do something and just keep going in one direction and maybe just like, uh, let's use real estate as an example. You sell one house. Well, guess what? You got to go out and sell another house. Where with this business, 
once you complete the circular motion a number of times, it's just like a wheel. It starts rolling on its own. You have team members that start doing the circular motion. And all of a sudden you create this giant snowball effect where things just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So make sure that you choose the few important things that we teach you through the steps to success and using your KPIs and your daily task list to turn this into a huge monumental momentum business which we know each one of you is capable of. And then last thing he's talking about is bring the joy. You know, your energy. You have to create energy. You don't naturally have it. Most people are sitting there waiting for something to come, waiting for, you know, somebody to bring the joy, somebody to bring the energy. But most people don't realize that you're the generator of those things. You know, you speak life into your area. You go out and create the work that needs to be done. You go out and contact people. Don't just sit back and wait for people to contact you. So what you want, you have to be the generator of. So figure out today what it is that you want and then figure out the things that you have to do to generate that for yourself. You know, energy you have is not an accident. It's something that you're intentionally going for. So guys, I hope this helped teach you how to become unstoppable. But most importantly, what I want you guys to go out and do today is go bring the joy to somebody else. That number four, if we could just grab a hold of that and bring the joy to other people, it's amazing the things that you'll be able to accomplish. It's amazing the people that will come around you because of the fact that the two things people are looking for are freedom and joy. And if you can bring the joy ultimately with this business, we can bring them the freedom. Go out and make it an awesome day, guys. We'll see you here again next time.